This book contained a map, a map with no names, precise directions from the unknown city to the secret canyon of the crescent moon. So it did. Where are these missing pages, this map? We must have these pages back. You're wasting your breath. He won't tell us. And he doesn't have to. It's perfectly obvious where the pages are. He's given them to Marcus Brody. Marcus? You didn't drag poor Marcus along, did you? He's not up to the challenge. He sticks out like a sore thumb. We'll find him. The hell you will. He's got a two-day head start on you, which is more than he needs. Brody's got friends in every town and village from here to the Sudan. He speaks a dozen languages, knows every local custom. He'll blend in, disappear. You'll never see him again. With any luck, he's got the grill already. Uh, does anyone here speak English? Or even ancient Greek? Uh, water, no, thank you, sir. No fish make love in it. All right, guys, we're back. Um, as we get, as we dig deeper, or well, closer, it'll be actually closer. As we as we get closer to the must anticipated release and the final uh, film in our retrospective, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Dig deeper is better. Um, Metaphor, because Indiana Jones is an archaeologist and grave robber, so he digs. <laughs> wow, that was... You are waiting to use that, weren't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I actually was waiting until you finished um, your sentence. <laughs> um, yeah, we're here to talk about the very beloved, actually. Uh, Spielberg felt bad about Temple of Doom, where the critics, you know, thought it was a little too dark and too horror-esque. Uh, for the likings of an, an Indiana Jones film. So he decided to go back to what works, the tongue-in-cheek, the fun quirks, the banter, the easy escapes. You know, the, the Indiana Jones we knew and loved from Raiders of Lost Ark. Like exactly what he did with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And that's exactly why this one is almost considered their favorite. Actually, it's kind of like an Alien Aliens or a Terminator Terminator 2 yeah um to to be honest um whenever before we started doing this retrospective i think last crusade probably shaded it just shaded it for me however after re-watching raiders from as you would say from you know through the podcast size mm, i'm thinking maybe well we'll get to it Um, yeah well don't don't, yeah yeah we'll get to it we'll, we'll talk about it and uh um i put my cards on the table beforehand i know you thought that Last Crusade was the better of the films. Um, I like them all, no matter what. They all bring yeah. something different to the table. However, watching this again, I'll be blunt and I'll say this doesn't hold a candle. The Raiders, and we'll dig into why. But again, I love the fucking film. It's my favorite franchise. So, but it does not come close to Raiders. All right. So this is nice because this this we talked about this writer. Sadly, was taken. Uh, died way too young at 53. Jeffrey uh, Bohm, mm-hmm. he wrote The Dead Zone. And he wrote, uh, which we talked about not too, not too long ago, he also wrote Lost Boys, and he wrote this. 
Uh, very talented screenwriter. Uh, I like to see a lot more that he could have done. Unfortunately, we won't be able to get that now. All right. So uh, during these podcasts, I talked about a gentleman named Pat Roach. Pat Roach is a gentleman that is featured in all the indie films. He was, well, the first three. And he's featured twice in Raiders as the big Sherpa in the bar scene. And then obviously as the famous uh, Nazi mechanic. He then plays the big thug um, that gets his comeuppance with the rock grinder in Temple of Doom. And he was supposed to be in Last Crusade. And I'm watching it. I'm like, where's Pat? I got to tell people where to watch him. He's basically an extra in it. He's not even that. They cut his whole scene out. Right. I just know he was supposed to play a Nazi. Why was it? Was he ill or something? Or? No, no. They it was they. The film was long enough. Right. And they said the scene just seemed to be kind of... Uh, so it, it was unnecessary, worth, maybe? Yeah, it wasn't necessary. And that's fair enough, but it's too bad. He's probably in there somewhere in the background, but I wasn't going to dig that deep. Yes, apparently he is. Apparently he is one of the Nazis in the background, so he does... He does actually appear on it, but it's more of a sort of fleeting um, role as an extra. Let me look like an idiot here. So I'm looking him up, right? I'm trying to Google what scene he's in, right? Yep. And what character he plays. And I'm like, what's Gestipo? Is he Italian? I don't get this. I'm looking for, I, I kept looking for Gestipo and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, Jesus, it's Gestapo. Gestapo, yes. <laughs> yes. So I was like, fuck me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really get into that book learning over in the U.S. There. <laughs> you, All right, so you skipped history class at school. <laughs> yep. So we don't get our our little uh, a little nod there to, to Pat Roach. So uh, we got the team: Harrison Ford, Sean Connery, the horrible, horrible Allison Duty. Disgrace. Nice, go ahead. It's nice to see Tom Elliott and John Wright Davies back as Marcus and Salah. Uh, River Phoenix. Julian Glover, the most boring villain ever. And we mentioned Richard Young before with Friday the 13th, <laughs> a new beginning as the man who wears the fedora, where Indy gets his inspiration yes. from. Spielberg um, didn't want to do this. This is the rumor, okay? Spielberg had to turn down two movies that he really wanted to do to make this film, which was Big and Rain Man. Right. He was, um, he, he was he was on set to, but he had to on he had to honor his contract with Lucasfilm, right? So he said, "Well, let's do it this way then." And this is why he ended up doing this film. But he sort of uh, wanted the apology. Apparently, again, this is all stuff you read up on and stuff. Apparently, um, he he did want to do it because he then approached Harrison Ford about doing it again as a form of sort of making up for what he considered to be you know going too dark with Temple of Doom. Well, yeah, I kind of mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast, and you would be right. I'm not saying he didn't want to do the film. Yeah. I just think at that time, he he turned down two big films that he actually wanted to do, and those two films actually did really well. So I maybe it was just the time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Schedule of course. sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah. He, he, and again, you know, I, I, I think Temple of Doom is getting a bum rap, and it seems like everyone, even the people involved with it, were, were disappointed in it. And, you know, Temple of Doom was always my least favorite, believe it or not, even over Christmas Call, which we're going to be talking about soon here. For years, it was my favorite, and I still love it. I think it's brilliant, Temple of Doom. Well, they're all good, but I, I watched when I'm watching it again, Temple of Doom, I think it's, I'm going to be honest with you, I think it's slightly better than Last Crusade. 
Well, it's definitely a different sort of. It's you know, a different, different film. Pacing. It, stuff, it, you know? It's like Aliens. Alien is sci-fi action, where Alien is sci-fi horror. Yes. I almost feel like that's the same difference between Temple of Doom and this one. Yeah. But we'll jump into it. The way um, I, yeah, the way I see the original trilogy is that um, you know Raiders and Last Crusade are just n- near sort of you know they're just great films, near perfect films. Uh, but the one in the middle, Temple of Doom, is just the crazy one in the middle. It's like a two-hour non-stop chase scene, and I love it <laughs> as well as the others, but just maybe in a different way that I love the others, if that makes sense. Yeah, we'll dig a little deeper into that when we get to the uh, the final, final indie. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like our brief retrospect of what was better, what worked, what didn't per film or something like that. Yes. Like, like we do with the Friday 13s. Yes. Can't believe I'm mentioning those two in the same sentence, but all right. Well, they do have the guy who yeah. lives into his hat, so there's yeah. you know there's more than one connection there. That's, that's right. So Sean Connery was always the choice. He was a hot ticket at the time, obviously thanks to Hunt for October and the Academy Award for the Untouchables. So, but they had two backups ready to go. Sean Connery couldn't sign on, and those two backups were this would have been interesting. Gregory Peck. Yes. That would be good, and and I don't want you to say one word, or uh, I swear I'm going <laughs> to. I know what's coming. I know what's coming. John Pertwee was yes. supposed. It was also a fort. Well, John Pertwee was in some other show. Um, yeah, he remind was me here on what was it? What the, was? the reason Spielberg didn't <laughs> want him because he's he was on a shit show um, for years. That's probably and why um, Spielberg wanted him because no, he knew he him said, from Doctor Who. Spielberg's a fan of Doctor Who. No, no, screwed. Spielberg says he's not. That's he actually says I hate that show so much. Pretty shit. <laughs> he does. He goes, and the only reason I hate it is because I love Citizen Frame the podcast because <laughs> um, that the host is so fucking clever and smart. But that asshole who keeps bringing up Doctor Who has ruined it for me. So that's what that's what's happened. So you Make ruined sure Doctor Who, Stephen. Listening. <laughs> Yeah, this opening scene is fucking brilliant. I mean, it is it is fucking just nonstop chaos for fifteen minutes. In this fifteen minutes, well, let, let's talk about the gorgeous landscape of Utah first of all. Yeah. Holy crap, that's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in nineteen twelve, and I just love the fact in this fifteen minutes we find out how he got his famous scar on his chin. We yeah. find out why he's afraid of snakes. We find how he got his fedora. Uh, um, we, we and we find out and we find out about his father and why he's so desperate for his approval. All of this happens yep. within 15 minutes. And don't forget the whip as well, the, the, with the, the lion teaming thing. Yeah, well, that's with the chin. Yes. Uh, so, which, by the way, if you guys want to know, Harris Ford got that scar when he was a teenager. He crashed his car. Yeah. It was in a car accident. So if anyone is curious why Harris Ford has that scar, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, this first 15 minutes. And it was nice seeing River Phoenix. God love him. It's just yes. too bad. Fucking drugs, man. It's just, come on. Because yeah. Yeah, River, Phoenix, River Phoenix would have been would have been big, you know? And, uh, the curse of the child star. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's really, really sad. I really liked his stuff. He did, he did a movie called Mosquito Coast. Yes. If you guys haven't seen it, it's directed by Peter Weir, who did Witness with Harrison Ford, and Mosquito Coast is with Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford wanted him to play him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he worked with him on, on the Mosquito Coast. But if you want to see a film, guys, check out Mosquito Stop Coast. Stop by me as well, of course. He's very yeah. good. Man. Yeah, so check out his check out his stuff. I think he's in The Explorers as well with Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of that. 
But anyways, uh, yeah, this first 15 minutes, I it, 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 it's this whole 15 minutes is just chaos and fun. You got a smile on your face. Absolutely, we, we, it's, it's an amusement park ride, and then it's so beautifully complimented because I'll say right now of the entire franchise, this is the best score uh, that John Williams did for the Raider series. The score in this is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It complements the scenery. It complements the action. It complements every step. The emotional the beats as well. Yeah, that's pretty much what I just said. Thank you. No, but I mean the stuff with like Sean Connery later on and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, you mean the oh you mean oh I'm just talking yes yes you're and right. the stuff with the knights and stuff and you I'm know talk, you know I want to talk about the night scene. I got really I got I got sad in that scene. Yeah. Um, just wonderful. And then, yes, he gives his... And I liked... I, I almost wanted to see more of that character. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's, he's listed as Fendora in the credits. He's, he's and, sort of basically an anti-hero type guy, you know what I mean? He's he's almost like a, a pre-Indiana Jones before Indy you know, became the Indy we know and love, you know? Yeah, I mean, Rough you around the realize edges. his whole outfit looks just like what Indy wears. So he pretty much... Uh, mirrored him, mm-hmm. um, which was nice. I like to see that. And he puts the hat on him, and then he the hats on him, and he, we pad up. It's 1938, and he's he's there to get the cross back. Yeah, uh, just a great opening sequence. To and through all this, like I mentioned, and, and the big the big thing, the big plot point they gave us was his father's approval. And you can see that right away when you know from the uh, first opening scene, yeah. and this will be a big side story you'll get throughout this film. Yeah, it's a theme. It's basically yeah. It's the main theme of the film, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's about Indy and his dad basically reconciling and becoming a father and son. Now he, when he's approached by Walter, yes, that's the bad guy, Donovan. Yeah, yeah. He was he's passionate about the Grail, uh, mainly because his father was passionate about the Grail. Um, his father, we'll, we'll mention later, is pretty much devoted his whole life to finding the Holy Grail. Yep. And the only reason any decides to go looking for it because he finds out that his father is missing, and he wants to go. And you know, rightfully so. What the what the fuck's going on? But it's so it's all it's all set up by Donovan because. I mean, Donovan's in league with the Nazis and Elsa. And so basically, Donovan knows fine well that um, Indy won't go. He says, you know, you, you've picked the wrong Jones, Indy says. Um, but he knows fine rightly that if he hears his dad's been kidnapped, he'll, he'll be off. And they're, they're basically using Indy to get the, get, get the Holy Grail because although Donovan is good and all this here, you know, he, he knows his stuff regarding the Grail, but he's not as good as Indy, and he knows that. Yeah, the character is almost... Nothing like him because I'm a big I like Paul Freeman better as an actor, but he's like Belloc. Yes, yes. So it's nice to see they bring Marcus on board. Although they change his uh, character completely. What Marcus? Yeah, well they make him into more of a silly sort of comedy, sort of foolish character. Well, I don't think they did. It wasn't really. like that in Raiders, but well, no. If you if when you're introduced to him, when you're intro- introduced to him, reintroduced to him in this one, he's fine. He's not the a bumbling idiot. He's mm-hmm. has. When he holds a conversation with you, he's a smart man. That's fine, um, and they do show that. It's just when he's put in some kind of peril, he's not the Indiana Jones type, yeah, and he's that's a, he's a that's comic relief. Yes, but we never got that in Raiders, so we never saw that side of him. So I mm-hmm. don't think that's fair to judge that. Uh, but I will say about DeHome Elliott, uh, sadly passed of AIDS right after filming this. He had AIDS while filming. 
and they knew yes, that that's right. set. He was and very he, ill. He was very ill, so they did cut a lot of his stuff, mm-hmm. um, and that's why his he's not in as much as you think. And they're very short, little, quick cuts when you do see them. Yeah, um, that's too bad because he, he was a he seemed like a pretty down to earth guy. Um, he, 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 was did, in, he, he was he in did. a lot of old um, sort of like you know horror films and stuff. You know British horror films from the sixties and stuff. You know a lot of those old Amicus and Hammer style anthology. Yeah, Portman Two films. His his last film to get released was ninety one. Um. Oh my God! With John Ritter and Christopher Reeve and Michael Caine, one of the funniest movies. You guys want to see a movie? It's based on a famous stage play. It's called Noises Off. I haven't seen it. It is one of the funniest films I have ever. And I try. I I know I can get a DVD, but I'm like to upgrade it to like a Blu-ray. Yeah. Um. It is one of the funniest films. I I can watch it over and over. It's just mad. Yeah. Uh, it's. Check it out, guys. Noises off. To home, Elliot plays the actor who's always drunk. It's very funny. He's, he's also, um, you know, his family's from Portadown, and yeah, in Ireland. I saw that. Uh, so there you go. Little shout out to him, and they do give him a little tribute in the next movie we're about to talk about. Yes. All right. So they go to Venice. They decide they're going to go to Venice, and they got to find the tomb of one of these. Uh, what is it? Uh, soldiers? Was it saints? Was it? A saint it's a knight. Or? It's basically knights, knight, knights of the knight. Crusade. You know the old Crusades. Yes, you know that's the Crusade. And then there we meet Elsa. Fuck me, Jesus Christ! This is you know. I disagree. I don't think she's. Oh, I think stop. She's fine. You you think everyone who's bad is like Academy Award winning? You not at all. Same, I mean, the exact same thing. She holds her own. Sultan Priestess does not. It's so bad. Listen, now she gets away with it because she's surrounded by fucking A-listers, um, and she's cute. That's it. I mean, Tanya, <laughs> Tanya Roberts did the exact same thing in *A View to a Kill*. The exact same acting, and there's a reason why Alison Duty's career never took off. Uh, she does a lot of stuff, but it's all shit. It's a good character, but that she plays. Uh, yeah, she's a good character, but she's horrible. I think you, you, she, I think she gets away with she, it because the character is so well written, and yes, she looks the part. And I th- honestly, I think I think she's. I mean, I'm not saying it's Oscar winning stuff or or whatever, but I think she's she works fine. She as when you're comparing her to Kate Capshaw and Karen Allen, she doesn't hold a candle to those two. So I think that's the problem. Well, she's, she's man, maybe it's Mario. not her fault. She's got big shoes to fill. Yes. And Kate Capshaw Karen Allen can act. Alice Duty cannot act. That's the, that. No, she can't. No, well, I mean, I'm, I'm no expert, right? Um, I mean, uh, but I think she, while she is, I'll agree, she's not as good as Kate Capshaw and especially Karen Allen. Um, I think she's she holds her own. I mean, okay. She, All right. You know what I mean? It's uh, I, no, look, I don't. See, I to don't be honest, when I was thirteen years old, twelve years old, actually watching this oh, in the cinema, dude, that's different, man. <laughs> You're a pervert then, okay? You're probably a pervert now. But <laughs> no. my, my my point is, she's she's way she's a fish. She's a, she's a she's a fish out of water here. Yeah. She should not be in this role. Should not. Who would you have cast as Elsa? Oh, I don't know. But there's probably a lot more younger talent back then. Helen Bottom Carter is probably a full, is probably an uppercomer. You could have got, they could have got anybody to play this role because of the fact it's Indiana Jones and it's Spielberg and Lucas. I'm shocked they went this to, route. To be fair, as well though, the the actress doesn't really have to do 
that much sort of emotional acting. Yeah, she, she just, does. There's this couple of scenes, and there are quite a few of them, actually. I take that back. There's quite a few of them where she has to show it all, and it's horrible. Maybe at the end? No, there's a bunch of them. The book burning scene was horrible, and it's well written, like you just said, but it's performed, executed. There's Harrison Ford giving it all, and she's like, oh, do you <laughs> think I'm like this, Indiana? Like, oh, my God. Get Robin Williams' Mrs. Doubtfire in this. It wouldn't have been better. <laughs> All right, so I do like how they planted the seed when he's given, again, going back to Raiders, uh, we meet Marcus again when he's given the classroom. He's giving a lecture. Yes. And he says, what does he say? Something about archaeology. Uh, X doesn't mark the spot. X never marks a spot. Yes, marks. And, and he plants the seed. And he also says that um, <laughs> most of archaeology um, is spent in the classroom. Yes, and 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 ironically, when they get to Venice, they find the X marks the spot. Yes, right. A few <laughs> years that. ago, I was in Venice on holiday, and I've actually I'm almost certain it's the same place. But see the the building anyway that they used for the exterior of the library. I was um, I was there at that. I I'm almost certain it's it's the right one. Venice is quite small, um. So I'm pretty certain that it is it. Maybe not a hundred percent, but yeah, just a wee sort of. Tidbit there. <laughs> wow. Wow. What an arrogance of you. <laughs> no, I'm oh, I'm, I, I'm Trevor. I'm a world traveler. No, not at all. I'm, I'm wow. I'm a you family hear this, people? are happy enough to let me tag along. It was nothing world spectacular. World traveler. been all over the world. No bullshit. I've, I've been a few places. That's it. I'm oh. not an international jet setter. <laughs> oh, my God. Not at all. Must must be nice. Maybe you and Port Elsa Roche is about the highlight of my sort of travels usually. <laughs> so, or um, uh, I'll give. I'll give. I'm going to give. I'm going to give your favorite actress of all time, Alison Duty, some credit here. Um, she plays with the rats pretty well. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's got to be a tough little role, especially for a lady, because they were uh, real her, rats too. They were real rats. They didn't hold back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went to a rat guy. Apparently they were bred, um, especially they were bred especially for the film, um, so they, they weren't actually sort of they weren't plague carriers. They they thankfully. were pet rats. <laughs> they were pet rats. Yeah. Um, I do like where he when he find when they find the uh, the tomb and he's smiling, and because he always has that 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 grin when something goes right. Yeah. And she says, just like your father, Giddy is a schoolboy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sean Connery mirrors that, obviously, in this one. Yeah. When, uh, so uh, it, they, 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 they play, they're only like eight years apart, which is funny. Yeah. Um, I, I like the, I like their the chemistries. Their, their chemistry is very good. Yeah. I like the guys, the, um, you know, the cult who are out to protect the basically. Yeah. Kaz, Kazim. I think it's yeah, Kazim, yeah. the guys. The guys in the yeah. phase, phases. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty. I didn't know where I. I kind of forgot about them um, until late. I I thought their characters were irrelevant until the ending when they show up to help. Mm-hmm. I uh, finally I was way because I, I was like the the Kazim thing seems kind of. I get their their moral. They're they're the moral. They're the moral. They, oh, these guys, the Kazim group, are um, on the moral high ground. Yeah, they're, they're good than guys. Any, than, than anyone else, believe it or not, even over Indy. You know, these guys are there to protect it, leave it alone. Yes. Um, but I thought there, it was just peppered in until we get them back at the end. Mm-hmm. So they do serve some more purpose. Um, so, yeah, uh, I do like those characters. I do like the boat scene chase was fun. Yes. When he, when, when, 
he says, uh, don't go between them. Go between them? No, don't go between them. Yeah. <laughs> and then funny. whenever the boat's getting chopped up, and then he's got him by the scruff, and he goes, if it, you know, um, who sent you? Who sent you? And he goes, um, you know, if you don't tell, and he says, if you don't, what's the effect of, if you don't tell me, we're both going to die. And he turns around, he, he, he catches in the air, and he goes, my soul is prepared, is yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and he has to, like, put him off onto the other boat. That was a nice little stunt, too, because he had both actors there and the blade going. No yep. CGI, nothing. Good practical effect. And it worked, too. It looked like, you know, that thing was ripping the boat pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah, it's tense. It's yeah. a good scene. Uh, but again, Indiana Jones, you kind of know he's going to be all right. Of course. <laughs> and, you know, Fedora and all. I mean, later on, he falls off a cliff on a tank and survives, so of course he's going to be okay. <laughs> um, so... And then they, they, there's a scene where I kind of didn't get him and him and uh, is it Sal? No, who's he with? Oh, God, I can't forget who he's with. Him and Marcus? No. Yes, it's Marcus. What scene is it? The, the, him and Marcus are talking in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. All right? And, or is it Sal? I can't remember. I feel like I'm getting lost now. So anyways, they're in the hotel room. They're talking. And then he goes into his room. It's, it's been ransacked. No, that's and not his room. That's um, Elsa's room. No, his room too. Yes. Then he goes to Elsa's room and her ha- room is ransacked. Yes. When the fuck did that happen? They're in the room. No, no, Elsa did that. It's explained later. She did that She um, to make it look as though, um, you know, there was she was on the side of Indy. So her and her, she, she ransacked Indy's room. I know that, but it seems kind of weird. I'm going to go ransack this room right when they're in the other room. Because she was looking for the diary, obviously. If that's I know, diary. but... But she they ransacked her other or her own room. I know, but they would have heard something. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, and another thing, I, I just dropped. I'm not nitpicking because it's Indiana Jones. He gets away with it, mm-hmm. but this did bother me. So you know when he goes to the tomb, yes, and he has the carving of the shield. Yes, that's the, the other that has the other half of the rock. Whatever. Yes, and he he takes the piece of paper, the tracing paper. Yeah, and blah blah. With the crayon, he got soaked. He got, he got soaked wet. Yes, wouldn't that have no, not, not not with tracing paper. It's pretty oh, much tra- waterproof. Is it? It's wax. It, it's wax based paper. Yeah. So it's waterproof. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that works completely. That that one. World traveler works. over here. No. <laughs> wax paper. See, back when I was in Venice, I went to that. Tomb <laughs> oh, here we and, go. And I tested that with my wax paper and my crayon, and I went on there and you know went through all the rats and stuff, and yeah, it works. I tested it. <laughs> Oh, there you go. World Myth, Traveler. Mythbusters with Trevor Kennedy live in Port Rush. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's, that show will be cancelled after one episode. <laughs> no chance that, that people would love it. The public oh, would love yeah. it. <laughs> um, <Jordan> Channel 4. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, <laughs> when they get caught and you find out Elsa is involved you know betrayed him yes and and Julian Glover shows shows up that Julian Martin uh, ah Martin what, no Walter yes Walter shows Donovan. up and he goes <laughs> when he goes um, uh, Marcus has friends everywhere <laughs> all over the world this. he knows how to blend 
Yeah. Um, He's basically a master of the sky. Yeah. Multiple languages. (laughs) (laughs) And then you cut to, does anyone speak English? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. Anyone, can anyone help me? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Although I've always loved that sort of, it's brilliantly um, sort of delivered and stuff, you know. Brilliant comedy scene. When he, when he, and then when he he swoops in to save his dad, yes, and his dad smashes the vase over him, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, it feels so horrible." He's like, "Ah, oh, it's Bang. okay, dad. We're yeah. all good." He goes, oh, "Wait, it's okay. It's a fake." Yeah, that's right. He's like, <laughs> he was he's worried like, about the vase instead of his son. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, right. Uh, yeah, so you have the fun little the tie up scene. I remember I remember enjoying these scenes better when I was a kid. Yeah, well, they are uh, sort of more sort of the stuff you do love sort of as a kid more. Yeah, and I and I still have a smile on my face when the thing's yeah. going around and around, and yeah, you're enjoying the escapism of it. Yes. Um, and the set fire to the curtains and stuff. Yeah. And they, he, he goes, hey, you got a lighter? Yeah, light the rope on fire. Yeah. And he drops it. He does, who? Uh, Indy. Yeah. <laughs> Junior. Are you trying to promote? Yeah. You <laughs> know <laughs> <And all> that. <laughs> But no, so I mean, get, yeah, there is quite a lot of comedy in this, more so. I think that's sort of maybe, it's, well, I think it's got the most comedy in it out of um, all the films so far that we've seen before. Yeah, I was going to say that. This this is definitely, it almost went too far with the comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now, it, 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 once they hit the Zeppelin, it turns, it, it turns a bit. Mm-hmm. But it, it's really Laurel and Hardy stuff at some point. And... That's a little too much. But yeah, where but even the Ray- Zeppelin, there's a lot of comedy in that as well. You know. Yeah, but come on, no ticket. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, it works. But then there's also the, um, you know, the scene once after they've crashed the plane, you know, from the Zeppelin, um, and the Zeppelin, and then you know, with with Sean Connery with the umbrella on the beach, you know, with the birds. Yeah. Yeah. See, the great thing about Raiders is that it peppered it in. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between, but this is dependent on it. Yeah, and I think they really wanted to apologize for Temple of Doom, and it wasn't necessary. It's about to, yeah, exactly. It, I don't understand why they had to go this route. They could have pulled it back. Yeah, and watching this again, don't get me wrong, I'm going to keep repeating myself. I love these movies. This is kind of backdropping, and Temple of Doom was moving up, mm-hmm. and because it got a little too, no, don't get me wrong, the, the comedy worked. Yes, the it wasn't poorly. It, it yeah. wasn't. But I didn't. It just sometimes guys can get through this without making some kind of stupid joke. Yeah, I mean the, um, the jokes do work and they're well written and well yes. delivered. Um, yes. But it, it is uh, there, there is a bit too much of them, and especially almost with Marcus. I mean, don't get me wrong. The scene where he's lost, you know, whenever he's over to, to see Salah, um, you know that, that that's brilliant. But sometimes Marcus's character is portrayed as a bit, a bit too silly. It's like when he's in the tank with, um, you know, Sean Connery. And they whacked, you know, the Nazi, um, and you know Sean Connery then, you know, stabs him with a pen, and he goes, Henry, the pen, the pen is mightier than the sword, you know, and it's just like, chill out, you know, it's just a bit too silly at times. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I almost think it would have been better if he played the Indiana Jones with his father a little more darker because there's some bitter, there's bitterness there. Yes. Ser- as more I mentioned, yeah. more serious because there is a bit like when he slaps him, that was a good scene. Yes. Um, yes. It was, it was, it, it, that's what I wanted more of these two emotional weight. And then when the Marcus got involved, cause he's, he's his old buddy with, with, uh, Sean Connery, that would have been a good banter. Mm-hmm. To have the two old guys be the banter. Aye, the two silly old fools type the thing. The two silly old fools. I'm fine with that. 
And I don't mind the humor. I don't mind. And this is going to do with the escapism. Escapism comes with all the indies. It's just got to the point. Now, there's some fun stuff. I love the scene where he confronts Elsa about the book burning and blah, blah. And she gives this speech. Well, oh, I'm not all about that. And it's like, shut up, woman. You can't act. Well, even the Hitler scenes. Uh, the Hitler scene was brilliant. Yeah, I, it's good. Played by uh, Michael Sheard. Oh, uh, anyways, anyways, let's cut that <laughs> no, scene no, out. no. Let's talk about. Michael I hate Sheard. that scene. Oh, he was no. Uh, Michael Sheard was a. a, a, a he, he apparently was a really nice guy as well. He used to be work Belfast a lot for you know science fiction conventions and stuff. Uh, he played Hitler something like five or six times in his career, but he was more known till well, basically guys like us for his appearances in Empire Strikes Back. Um, Doctor Who, I have to say, and more famously, probably Mr. Bronson, Mr. Bronson in the kids' school drama here in the UK, um, Green's Hill. I don't know. I don't know. So there's quite a few Doctor Who references in here. <laughs> no, we're not. We don't need to. Um, our list audience, we got. Um, they're signing a petition. <laughs> Julian Glover, who plays Donovan, was in City of Death, a 1970s Tom Baker adventure, which was set in Paris. There you Great. go. <laughs> Great. We're, 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 wow. Well, I'm a better person now because I know that. <laughs> and Thank the you. guy, this isn't a Doctor Who reference. No, by the way. no. It's not no Doctor more. Who. It's not Doctor Who. But the guy who plays the main Nazi henchman, Vogel. Yes. Vogel. He yeah. appears in a very famous episode of Tales of the Unexpected as um, Susan, nobody, nobody Susan George's abusive husband. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what you're saying right now. <laughs> I do. That is the you have the worst fucking references. I'll bring you something like, yeah, he's gonna appear in a couple of really great films. You probably heard of the one with Michael Campbell. You come up with the most obscure <laughs> fucking yeah, mate. Did you see that one about the fucking the the about the killer cat <laughs> in the nineteen in the nineteen fifties Twilight Zone? It was scene two, thirty seconds into it. He's in the background. He is brilliant in that. It's my thing. Yeah, but he is. He yeah, he's in a very. Um, it's a very famous and well known episode of um, Tales of the Unexpected, where Susan George. He's in, he's a nasty piece of work. She's yeah. he's her husband, and she beats him to death with a leg of lamb. Bram Blessed is in it as well. Plays right. a detective. Wow, I, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on. Fucking hell. Do I edit this or not? I don't know. No, no, keep it in. <laughs> people, people want to know these things. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it now. So somebody's listening to it. Oh my God! I was wondering who Melissa George beat the shit out of whatever her name is. Susan George. Susan George beat the shit out of with a leg of lamb. That's now my I can sleep. My life is complete. Uh, I now going back to the good films. Um, Jesus. Oh my God! I'm lost. I'll, I'll be all right. I'll get back here. All right. So. I do like when they get back to the booby trap thing. Yes. You know, kind of going back to what we we introduced to them back in Raiders. It wouldn't be an indie film without booby traps. Yeah, that was kind of fun. And now, when I say darker tone, they do this now. And I think it kind of came too late, but I would like to have seen it earlier. Uh, so, But it was nice to see it. Uh, so they shoot him. They shoot the father. Yes. And he now has to get the grail. Yeah. Can I just go back a wee bit? I, I also love the, um, leading up to this, um, you know, sort of finale, I love the sort of chase with Indy on the horse and, you know, the tanks and stuff and, you know, all that. Yeah, that was of... pretty much uh, pretty much the same thing they did with the Raiders. Yes, absolutely. With, with the arc, and that's all they were doing. It yeah. was fun, though. It was. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And that's where Vogel gets his comeuppance. There's a great shot when the when the tank was over. Yes. And you see Vogel going, no. Yeah. But it's so, it's and there's a doll. Yes. And you know it's a doll. It's so fucking there's also, fun. There's also, a, again, I'm actually going to defend the comedy here, but there's a brilliant line by Marcus where um, Donovan um, and Elsa, they're in the, the truck with Marcus in the desert uh, just before all this sort of kicks off. And um, Marcus, uh, or not Marcus, sorry, um, Donovan offers uh, Marcus a drink of water. He goes, would you like to wet your whistle, Marcus? He goes, I'd rather spit in your face. But since <laughs> I have no spit, <laughs> I'll have to take it. <laughs> yeah, and then Vogel grabs it from him and drinks from it. That's and right. Just, um, yeah, there, like I said, there's there's, there's some good, uh, good moments. There's a lot of good moments, actually. Mm-hmm. Just a little too many of them. Mm-hmm. So... Uh yeah, so when they're he's got to do this this testing. Yes, the trials. Yeah, the trials, and he's thinking on his own as his father's bleeding out there. But you can you can see the father kind of narrating it. Yes, what Indy has to do. Yeah, the penitent man he kneels before God. Yeah. yeah, but if he oh that's right because because then they had one blade that comes. Yeah, one comes from um, the side. The bottom. And one comes from... Yeah, he kneels, but then he has to do like a tumble roll as well. Yeah, so I didn't understand that. I thought it would be just one. You just kneel, yeah. and then his head won't get cut off. Yes. But why does he have to roll? That's really... Because one came really... from up, up the bottom as well, yeah. I think I know that. for effect. Oh, okay. Because it doesn't... It didn't, I, I'm really, really, I'm really, really reaching on that one, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, still good. Still fun. Yeah. Um, and then how they spell Jehovah. Yes. Jehovah begins uh, with an Jehovah I. I, <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, then you got to have faith. Yes, that, that was kind of fun. Now I didn't get that part. I don't think anyone who crosses that has to have faith. Well, basically, you would. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people would would be afraid. I mean, first, right, number one, I wouldn't do it because I have a fear of heights. But then, obviously, there's like a hidden pathway there, you know. But it's a leap of faith. And you have to believe that you will cross it, you know. Um, yes, it, it is a bit of a sort of cheat in a way. Yeah, so I did because he believed and he went over and yeah. threw sand on top. Does that mean he has released that sort of kind of invisible bridge? Well, he's so just anyone can cross then, it now. He's basically just um, spoiled it for the likes of the Nazis and Donovan and his dad and stuff, you know. So that means, you know, whenever he throws the sand over it to make the path clear, um, it basically he's just, like, defeated that trial, you know, but not just for himself, for everyone else. Um, so when he gets over there. Yes. This poor bastard. <laughs> this poor bastard has been sitting there for 700 fucking years. What did he's he like, do? Oh. He's himself. like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're here to relieve me. He, he's he, like, he, uh, he's sorry. played by this guy. You're you're dressed very strangely for a night. <laughs> yeah, he's a poor, poor. No TV, <laughs> nothing. I no mean, not even a plate, no, nothing. He fuck. Yeah. And then, yeah. So he's like, yeah. Sorry, uh, we're just we're, we're just in a rush. Having time to listen to your shit, old man. Basically, and he says, you know, they couldn't get him because he got ill. You know who was supposed to play that part, and it would have been who? a beautiful cameo. Who? Lawrence Olivier. Oh, yes. Sorry, I did read that. Yes, yes. He was too old at the time. Yes, that's right. Oh, yeah. that would have been nice. You know, this yeah. old dude does the trick. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, now, Elsa gives him the wrong thing on purpose, right? Absolutely. 
Yeah. Now okay. at the time, what first watching it as a kid, I think that went over my head. But she doesn't purpose. Yeah, Elsa sort of, in a way, redeems herself here. Not in acting. <laughs> She's fine with me. When you know she died, I, mean? I was like, good. I, now, I like Elsa. <laughs> no, when she died, I was good because she didn't, she didn't sell it for me. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You should, we should have fell for her. Mm-hmm. And we should have fell for Indy trying to get her. Yes. But I didn't care. Yeah. yeah I know, I know, I know about, what you mean. If, if I, that was Karen Allen or Kay Capshaw in there, I would have cared. To be, to be fair, I don't think Indy cared either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll let it go. Yeah, uh, fucker, yeah. Uh, but it, it is a good, it is a well sort of, you know, done scene, you know, with the glove and all, you know, and it's all to do with her greed and obsession with the, the you know, the cup of Christ, you know, the, um, you know, the Holy Grail herself. You know, they've all become, even Indy has become obsessed with it and his dad, but they learned to let go, um, you know. In fact, it's it's a brilliantly played scene where Sean Connery um, is, where Indy's going to grab it, you know, he was going to almost reach it, dad, just like Elsa. And um, it's actually Sean Connery then lets go of his own obsession. He goes, let it go, son. Let it go. Yeah, that, that was pretty much the full arc for him. Yes. And, and father and son because yeah. his obsession became his son's obsession. Yes. And his son was about to die for that obsession. Yep. And it took the person who started the obsession to say, let it go. But he also, he had, uh, it was also a moment of realization where, he, where Henry Sr., Sean Connery, um, realized there's more important things, you know, with yeah. some. Yeah. Yes, of course. I mean, that all came uh, through this journey. Yes. Because you can, you can tell by they the conversations bonded. they had, they bonded through, through, you know. Can I just say, I love the scene where they're on the Zeppelin and the, um, Sean Connery has a brilliant retort to Andy where he says, uh, he goes, goes, Dad, we never talked. And he goes, okay, well, I'm here now. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> he goes, he goes, and he goes, you know, I can't think of anything. And then Sean Connery says, you know, did I ever tell you to go to your room? Did I ever tell you to eat up? He goes, I was a brilliant dad. I never told you told you off and told you, you know. And he basically and he doesn't know what to say. Just brilliantly played by the two of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the chemistry worked well with those two. Yeah. For, uh, for sure. And uh, I now they thought this was gonna be the last one, so you find out and he's named after the dog, which I think's funny. Yes. Uh, but then the the beautiful when the, the the music starts, you know, the John Williams score, and then they they're right off in the sunset. I think and that's also, a great ending if it was gonna be the yeah. final. And also the night, I love the touch with the night waving to them, you know, just as yeah. they, they head off, just as the, you know the building's collapsing. I felt so sorry for that night. That's right. I, I, I did. I felt really bad for him. My poor fucker. Does, so what happens to him? Does he, is he still alive now, basically? Or did, um, you know, because is, is he still, did he, after they left, has he liked to go and search for the cup and then look after it again? <laughs> you know? Well, the grill is technically still there. Exactly. So, but it's, in, it's long gone because it's in the, Probably fell into that. No, oh, he'd thing. have to go and look that, for it and dig it up. Elsa and fell it into. <laughs> you know what's funny? They they say we gotta find this. We've been finding this for hundreds of years, trying to find the Grail, and it's in a rock cavern, and it looks like a fucking Hilton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks like brand new Hilton. Yeah, but- and between these caverns, I'm like, how could someone not see this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there 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 it is, right? That's not hidden. There's no like even a key code to get in. It's like there it is. Although to be fair, like you know, this is like set in the 1930s, so. 
you know what I mean? World travel and, you know, sort of, you know. Well, you know about world travel. <laughs> this was before I became, basically, <laughs> um, Phileas Fogg, you know, Willie Fogg. Um, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, yes, I sort of thought that as well. But it's, yeah, you can sort of, to, to be fair, anyone getting in there was probably getting their head cut off by the booby traps anyway. Yeah, well, I suppose. Yeah. But that's a wrap on The Last Crusade. Uh, and then years, years later, they'll decide to revisit it again with the King, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, that that will be up next. Now, I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast where I think Last Crusade kind of falls a little bit for me on, on my ranking order. I'm going to put Temple of Doom in front of Last Crusade now. Right. It's almost the order of the films that they are right now. Raiders, Temple, Last Crusade. That's where I'm at. Um, now, they're all wonderful films. I enjoy every single one of them. I just think the comedy went a little too far with this one. Mm-hmm. As a kid, you're right. You like it. You love it. You enjoy it. As an adult, you're like, when you start rolling your eyes at every joke that's coming out, there's a problem. Even as a, as a kid, I remember um, after, you know, sort of, I, was, I think as a kid, when I was 12 getting into this, I was expecting something more um, just in the tone of Temple of Doom because that was the previous one. So I was a bit sort of, I can remember being a little irked at the time. I still loved it, but being a bit, um, thinking at the time, maybe this is too much of a comedy. But regarding, but then, I, I, you know, I, I loved it. And, you know, I've always loved it over the years, any time I've revisited it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I, 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 I am really struggling to put the three of them in order of favourite. Now, I have to admit, um Temple of Doom's an oddity because it's so different from the you know the first and the third, um, so I don't think it's fair to compare Temple of Doom with the first and the third. Uh, you know, they're I, all they're all solid stories. They're so all they, brilliant. They all, they, you can watch them and sink and enjoy yourself. Yes. So it's not like a, oh my god, which one? Like yeah, I love them all. Yeah, but I like Temple of Doom. I think because it's ballsier. Yeah, and I like the fact we got to see a darker indie. Mm-hmm. Now I don't mind going back to the fun tongue and cheek indie, but the darker one I. Kind of liked. Yeah. I mentioned that. I liked it. Cool. Because it but it also showed a better that, you know, Harrison Ford isn't just a smart ass swashbuckler. He's he's an actor. Yes. And and I think Temple Doom gave him that that mm-hmm. that that that, uh, that will allow him to show his acting chops to his fans. Yeah. So that's I think I'm more appreciative of it on that level. Um, but they're all fucking good. I mean yeah. I know why we were reviewing them because they're all fucking good movies. Exactly. But you know. Either yeah. one you pick, you'll enjoy. Exactly, yeah. I mean, these are, to me, these are examples of what, you know, film and escapism is about and should be about. They're just brilliant. All right, well, up next, the one that people are very split on. I am a big fan of it. I understand some of the complaints, but I will support it and back it up. I think, sadly, because of social media has destroyed the film industry. I really do believe that, and we'll discuss that deeper, uh, unless it's a good podcast like Citizen Friend. <laughs> but social media has destroyed the film industry. It's destroyed a lot of These, things. It's as destroyed it because oh fuck it would get now. We'll dive into that one when we when I when we talk. Uh, That's almost Kingdom, a separate King, podcast on its own. Yeah, it's Kingdom of Crystal Skull. We'll talk about it, but I I think a lot of people will back up what I'm about to say. And on that, we're going to leave you on it with a cliffhanger. <laughs> What's she going to say? Yeah. What, what, what part of the world is Trevor going to travel to next week? 
<laughs> up, oh, up next, it's Newcastle County Down. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, that's it. So next time you hear from us, we actually, yes, we're going to do uh, Christmas Call. Then we're going to take a little break from indie. We're going to pepper in another film. Don't know what that is yet. And then obviously we'll close out the month with the big one, the big boy, uh, the last, the last Indiana Jones film. Oh, so mm. sad. Yeah. All right. That's it, guys. I'm not going to say anything else besides you can follow us on Citizen Frame underscore podcast on Instagram and, of course, Facebook. Is that new magazine out that I, that I did for you out now? No, not yet. Um, the, so, yeah, a bit of a teaser there. We can't say what it's about, but let's just say that there is a new issue of Phantasmagoria. Can't go into any more details on its way very soon. Watch this space. Wow, <laughs> look at that. We've got social media destroying the movie industry. What what place, what part of the world is Trevor traveling to this week? And an unknown issue coming out. Yeah, a wow. triple cliffhanger. <laughs> Tune in next wow. time, folks. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys, have a good one. Take care of yourselves. Ciao, ciao.